What are you even doing with your life? If you're not growing, you're dying, my friend. We're going live. No. We'll do it live. <laughs> this is the Come On Man podcast. And here's your host, Paul Bauer. Good morning, everybody. Edging that algorithm hard, as Brother Nathan in the chat is saying. <laughs> Man, podcasting's hard, guys. Hard to do this on time, especially when you're running around, driving chimpkins all over the place, trying to get them to school on time, trying to wrangle the cats and the dogs. You know how it is. Anyway, excuses are like a-holes, guys. They all stink. <laughs> all right, so it's Wednesday. You know what that means. It's time for your your dose of come on man um heads up the autographed editions of my book i went so my book if you guys didn't know i got a book all right did a whole episode about it uh on on monday but the autographed editions of my book i went to ship books to three of my international three percent brothers right two of them were in england one of them was in israel and shipping overseas for this book is almost $30. It's almost $30 per per person, like per book, right? So because of that, if you're an international person, if you don't live in the United States, uh, and you want an autographed copy, it's going to be very expensive. Just, just a heads up. Because the cost of shipping is like literally $30 per book. It's it's a pain. And then not on, on top of that, I've got to go and fill out a customs form, right? So I will send it to you, right? If that if you really want it, I will send it to you. But it's going to cost a lot more um, than it would if you just bought it on Amazon. So if you guys are not in the United States, maybe just skip the signature, okay? <laughs> just skip the signature. Just get it on Amazon, all right? I'd love, I'd love to do it, but it's just not cost effective. Uh, but it's available if you want, if you want. Okay. Just saying. Um, we're not going to be talking about my book though. We'll talk about that later. What we are going to be talking about today is this book, right? The science of getting rich. We're continuing our series on this today. Uh, it's, it's a classic law of attraction book came out around 1911, 1912-ish by Wallace D. Wattles, and we are on chapter five, right? And uh, and just like all the previous episodes, I'm not going to be reading you the chapter verbatim. I'm, it's not story time with with Paul Bebe. It is, uh, it's, I'm just going to go through the concepts, right? So I've, I've listed out the top 10 concepts from this chapter, and we're just going to go through these concepts. I highly recommend as I'm going through this book that you guys either on Audible or, or or you know, buy the buy the 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 trilogy edition of it, right? Where you also get the science of being well and the science of being great. Uh, they're all three of them are pretty short reads, right? So I highly recommend you at least get the book, follow along with with the book, and uh, it, that way we can have a conversation, right? It's like like Paul's book club over here. <laughs> but we're I'm just going to be going through the 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 uh, the key points in each chapter. Um, before we get too far into it, guys, please like, subscribe, hit those notifications, and please do sound off in the live chat today. All these lives 
it goes much smoother if you guys participate and sound off. If you guys think any of this stuff is mumbo jumbo, I know a lot of people aren't fans of the law of attraction. You know, they think it's magical thinking and, uh, you know, it's, it's the positivity grift as, as Rolo calls it, calls it, but, but guys who, um, know that it works, you know, like you, it's just undeniable. Like if you apply the steps, it works. It doesn't really matter why it works. It doesn't matter if it's because God out there is blessing you with abundance. It doesn't matter if it's the quantum field, you know, and you're interacting with formless substance or if it's just your subconscious mind figuring out how to make things a reality for you, right? It doesn't really matter. It works. Um, so, and it works whether you believe in it or not. So you might you might as well learn to use it to your advantage. You know what I mean? So it, either way, sound off in the comments. That, that would be good. And then please do support the show by sending super chats. That helps quite a bit. All right. So the first concept here in the science of getting rich chapter five chapter five is on increasing life right that's the name of this chapter increasing life so the first concept is intelligence intelligent substance which we talked about uh in the fourth chapter right intelligent substance so there's this idea in the book that there is a consciously living substance that is all in all and desires continuous increase in life, right? It's kind of like the force, right? He, he talks about it as this formless substance that permeates and penetrates all the spaces in between our, our the atoms that our bodies and, and everything is made up of, right? That's what he calls it, the formless substance. We now know, quantum science now knows this as the quantum field, okay? They, they now believe that they've identified a real thing all right, so I highly recommend you guys go down a, a rabbit hole sometime on quantum field theory. It's fascinating. But he says that this intelligent substance is consciously living and permeates everything. And the substance desires continuous increase in life and is the driving force behind all creation. Right? The mere act of living, the just, just existing, demands an increase of itself, right? <laughs> Why do you think we have babies? Why do you think we want to, we're not at the eight minute mark. Why do you think we want to bang all the time? Could it be, could it be the function of creating more life? Could it possibly be that guys? <laughs> the next concept is desire for increase, right? The inherent nature of every living intelligence, including humans, is to seek the enlargement of life, knowledge, and talents. That's why at the beginning I said, if you're not growing, you're dying, right? If you're just if you're if you're just staying in one spot and you're not learning new things, you're not experiencing new things. Like, what's the point of even being here, right? So he says, life in the act of living must increase itself. Um, and he 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 uses the analogy of a seed producing more seeds, right? If you think about it, a seed falls on the ground, grows a new plant. That plant produces hundreds of other seeds, right? Which they all fall on the ground, produces another plant, hundreds of other seeds, right? So intelligence, like life, is under the necessity of continuous increase, demonstrating by uh, the expansion of consciousness with every thought. So. 
the, one of the big key concepts in, in the, the science of getting rich is that our thoughts actually create things on their own, right? Now, one might argue that it's our thoughts create our actions. Our actions create those things, <laughs> right? But he argues that it's our thoughts in general that starts the formless substance in the, 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 the act of creation itself. Okay. That's, that's gets a little more into the woo woo stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? That gets a little more woo woo, but um, either way, our thoughts eventually create our actions, which create our results. Right. And, uh, and we talked about this in, in the previous chapters, like the, the, the computer that you're watching this on or the phone that you're watching this on once start off as an idea in someone's head, like, Hey, maybe I can build this thing. And then it became a thing, you know, but it started off in someone's head. Right. Yes. Nurse chick chimpkins. You are right. Absolutely. Um, we have a couple of super chats here. Brother Nathan said a $2 super chat. We are past the eight minute mark. So you're going to, you're going to get this I one. I'm just going to say it. This guy fucks. Am I right? Yes, he definitely fucks. And then we got John Egan here with a $5 super chat. It's whip. Em, it's whip them out Wednesday. <laughs> He gets, uh, he gets Elena. Shame this horse. Yes, shame these horses. I love those sound drops. <laughs> yes, please give Paul's book a review. If you guys bought it on Amazon, give it a review, right? Especially if you've read a little bit into it. Let, let's hear what your thoughts are on, on the book. Give it, that helps us all out. Oh, it's, it's Vince McMahon that gives you a blessing. <laughs> Yes, I think so. Uh, right. So, uh, what's he say here? Oh, yes. So, intelligence like life is under the necessity of continuous increase demonstrated by the expansion of consciousness with every thought. Um, and he says in the book, every fact we are learning tends to lead us to another fact. You know, it's like, and then that, you know, it expands upon itself, right? Um, he says the pursuit, the pursuit of knowledge, talents, and abilities as a manifestation of the inherent desire for increase. So our desire to learn more, to develop new talents, tends to drive our purpose in life, doesn't it? If you have no purpose, why are you even here? There's a big concept in the the men's space that men need to have a purpose. We need to figure out what that purpose is. You know, so a lot of people equate that to their job. They're like, oh, yeah, no, I'm working hard. I'm working hard for my money. It's like your your job might not be your purpose, bro. You know, that might just be a means to an end. You might have some other kind of purpose in life, you know, something to think about. But our desire to learn more, to develop new talents tends to drive our purpose. And uh, we are continually seeking expression through new knowledge and experience. Or at least we should be, right? Because if you're not trying to learn new things and experience new things and you're just existing, you're just literally sitting on the couch every day, right? Or you go to work every day, you do what you need to, you clock in, work your nine to five, go home, watch TV, rinse, watch, repeat. You're just, you're not experiencing life. You're just existing. You're just tiptoeing through life, hoping you make it safely to death. Why are you even here? You know what I mean? Uh, you'll have a much 
more fulfilling existence if you try to experience life, you know? And the funny thing is once you start experiencing life, like life's pretty awesome. <laughs> turns out, turns out life's pretty great. Um, it was funny when I, it wasn't until about four years ago when I started getting into this stuff that I was like, man, I, I don't do anything. I'm, I'm a boring person. And that's where I started like, you know what? I've, I, I can afford to travel. Why don't I, why don't I occasionally go places? Uh, this year alone, I went and did a, so many things this year, <laughs> this year. And, uh, you know, nurse chick and I went to, uh, we went to England and we went to Las Vegas. Speaking of which, I had a conversation with with Mr. Glenn Lawrence last night, and I was like, "I'm like, dude, is this is this wrestling match even going to happen? Is it going to see the light of day? Because if it's not, I need to refund some people some money, right?" And he's like, "No, no, no, no." And Glenn, if you didn't know, he's he, you know he's had it on his channel, but he's going through some stuff right now, and. Uh, He's trying to figure things out, but he swore to God. He swore to me last night that um, that he's going to finish this this uh, the editing the 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 fall fight club, and it's probably he he wants to live stream it for the people that paid and for our membership. So the beer club guys, you guys are going to get to watch it, and um, we're gonna we're gonna live. He wants to live stream it on New Year's Eve, um, which I'm like. Bro, are you sure you want to live stream that at like 10 o'clock on New Year's Eve? Because I, I kind of want to party, you know, like I, I, I don't know if I want to be live streaming with your ass, but we'll see. We'll work this. <laughs> anyway, I'm getting off on a tangent there. We uh, but yeah, we we went and did all sorts of stuff because it's like it's all about, you know, experiences. I'd much rather spend money on experiences than random crap that I'm never going to use, you know, which we'll get into here in a minute. Um, Guys, if you haven't done so already. Follow me on social media. The links are in the description. Get on the email list, list.comeonmanpod.com. You get 20 dating, app, 20 dating app openers. You get a free chapter from my book. It's the chapter on how to meet women, right? There's basically four ways to meet women. I break down the book and I talk about the pros and cons of each and you know the idea behind each one and how to do it. And uh, so if, if you... Have it if, you, if you're not sure about buying my book yet. At least get on the email list and read that chapter, and and then you know maybe you want some more information, <laughs> and then you can buy the full book. Uh, but mainly it's it's because I want to. I'm, I'm sort of hedging my bets on uh, on social media because I don't have any control over those platforms. I don't have control over this platform, and so if I ever get kicked off of a platform, I'm on my like third TikTok account, and that third account's on, on a, an account warning. I want to be able to email. Um, my audience and say, Hey guys, follow me here now. <laughs> right. So get on the email list. Also mail you some stickers. If you don't want stickers, that's cool. Just put in the, the subject or the address line. Don't want stickers. Uh, that way I'm not wasting a stamp trying to mail you something that you don't want anyway. Okay. And, uh, check out my practical law of attraction course. I break down all the concepts in this book into a practical, uh, into practical psychological tools that you could use to basically re reprogram your subconscious mind. I don't get into all the spiritual stuff. I explain at the beginning of the course that there's a, there's a spiritual explanation. I sort of touch on, you know, where in different uh, religions that like they talk about this stuff, but I don't go into that because there's a lot of people that sort of dismiss the spiritual side of law of attraction. Um, the quantum theory stuff, I purposefully 
show a couple of videos explaining quantum science because there's a reason why most people don't believe that. It's hard to really grasp. It's a very complicated subject. So I don't explain it from that perspective. I explain it from a psychological perspective. So check that out. And then get the book, guys. The book is out. It's now available on Amazon. Uh, you could also get autographed copies, which uh, I'll, I'll drop a link for that in a little bit. But if it, you know, like I said, international people, it's really cost prohibitive to get the autographed copy. So just get it on Amazon. If you go to books.comeonmanpod.com, that takes you to my author's page and that will, uh, you can select which version of the book you want, right? I've got a, I've got the standard paperback, which is the one with me and the, uh, yeah, as a sailor back when I was 18, when I was a blue pilled simp and, <laughs> And then I have a I have a hardcover version of that, and then I have the special edition, which has you know dinosaurs and explosions, exploding explosions. Let me play a commercial for that, and then we'll we'll get back into the topic at hand. Life is a journey filled with twists and turns. Why is it that essential life lessons aren't taught in school? You probably know that the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell, but do you know how to invest in a Roth IRA? We're not taught to build ourselves mentally physically and spiritually the roadmap to success is more than just a college degree you don't have to follow the traditional route success isn't confined to a classroom it's about discovering your own path you ever wish that someone handed you a guidebook to life when you were 18 well it's never too late to rewrite your story everything i wish i knew when i was 18 advice for young men to create a great life for themselves this book is your compass guiding you to pick the right career how to invest wisely, and how to prepare for a fulfilling future. To take control of your health and your fitness. Learn how to date efficiently and find genuine desire. And master the art of leading healthy relationships. Your path is defined by the choices you make, not by others' expectations. Don't wait until you're 35 to unlock your potential. Order your copy now on Amazon. Rewrite your story. Build the life you deserve. Yes, get the book, guys. Um, let me take this down here. What am I even doing with my life? All right. Yes, we've got uh <laughs> uh yes, nurse chick says whether you think you are right or wrong, you are correct. Mine is powerful. Yeah. I th I think the actual quote is whether you think you can or think you can't, you are right. That is um that came from uh Henry Ford said that. Uh see, John says if you think uh it's Monday. It's going to be a bad Monday. If you think it's Monday or it's Monday, it's going to be a great week. It's likely to be a good week. That's true. Happiness is between your ears. Live streaming isn't a party. Well, not on New Year's Eve. <laughs> not on New Year's Eve. No. Yes. Like the damn video. Thank you, Nuke. I appreciate you, man. All right, so the next concept, guys, is riches and fulfillment. The concept that the desire for riches is a natural expression of the capacity for a larger life of and fulfillment. So he says he argues in this book that getting rich is a natural expression of this desire. Um, and he says the universe desires individuals to have everything they want. All right, that he argues that the universe wants you to be rich. It wants you to experience life to its fullest because the way our society is set up, 
a lot, a lot of the times you need money to experience things, right? You have to be able to, if you want to travel, you have to be able to afford that travel. <laughs> you know what I mean? It costs money. So in because of that, you know, you need, you need the money because you need the money to be able to experience this stuff. The universe wants to get you there. It wants to give you this money. You see what I'm saying? That's what he argues. Um, so the universe wants individuals to have everything they want, connecting personal desires to to a broader cosmic purpose. The same desire that makes you want more money is the same power that makes plants grow, he argues in the book. All right. It's literally the same thing that makes plants grow. Marines, are there any Marines in the audience right now? What makes the grass grow? <laughs> it's funny. If there's any if there's any Marines in the audience, let us know in the chat what makes the grass grow. Uh, it's kind of funny uh, because it's not the it's it's the opposite of life, <laughs> according to the Marines. Um, so he says that light it's life seeking a fuller expression. Okay, life itself. There's this concept in the in the uh, law of attraction space. You know that we're all we're all spiritual be beings uh, having a human experience. You know, so and we're all connected on the spiritual level. And so our spirit is, is a part of the greater whole of the infinite intelligence. And that it's that infinite intelligence that wants to experience a physical existence. Like what's it like, you know? And so all of this stuff, it wants you to be able to have the things necessary to have that experience and have a fulfilling experience and not just be a bump on the log. Right. Hey, Curtis. Morning, everyone. I finally got to see a live stream, though I have to jet in a few. Well, thanks for dropping in. Uh, catch the replay. As humans, we can't fully experience everything without the means to do so, which I explained already. You, it tends, it, we tend to need money to go do things, right? So in order to fully experience everything, we need to have the means to do it, right? To have those means, we need money. So therefore... We need to get rich, okay? <laughs> the next concept is God itself, right? Purpose of God. The notion that it is the desire of God, or he argues God and intelligent substance is the same thing. Maybe it is, maybe it is. I don't know. We already talked about this in the last episode. In fact, I put a clip out on online of me saying, hey, consider this for a moment. What if God is the quantum field? right? What science now knows is the quantum field. What if that's what we consider God? Because we had no better way of explaining it, right? People lost their mind on social media about that. They did not like that. <laughs> the, the devout religious people don't like that concept that God's not, God possibly isn't an old man in the sky with a beard. They, they, they do not like that idea, right? They, they, they need to have pearly gates. They have to have Pearly gates in the clouds. They have to have that. Okay, fine. What if God created the quantum field at least, right? Maybe think about that. So he says in the book, God wants individuals to get rich, to express himself better through them. Okay. He says having plenty of things allows God to live, live more in individuals. God can have that physical experience better if you have all the means to have better experiences, right? 
Um, so therefore, the universe desires individuals to have everything they want. He says, uh, you got to make up your mind that that's true. You have to believe that that's true. Like at least, you know, maybe you don't think of it as infinite intelligence or the quantum field or, you know, formless substance. And you literally just want to think of it as God. It really doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter how you think of it. Okay. If you're a religious person and you want, you have a, a concept of God in your mind, it, think of that. Okay. That's, I'm not going to split hairs with you. It's all about your belief system. Okay. But you, but in order for you to get rich <laughs> using law of attraction, you have to believe that God, if, if that's what you believe, it's God wants you to have it. Okay. So he says, make up your mind that this is true. Right. And a lot of our, our results in life comes down to belief, like how we believe. Right. Now, whether that's God, whether that's quantum field, or whether it's our just our subconscious mind leading us in the right direction, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter why it works, okay? <laughs> but if you believe it to be true, it will be true, okay? You're, you're, it, somehow, it will be true, okay? It will become true. So you've got to make up your mind that this is true. Um, now, beginning of the chapter, he says to reject any idea that there is a deity that wants you to be poor. Just reject that idea. And you've probably heard that too, right? The meek shall inherit to earth, right? And uh, it, it, a lot of people think that, you know, they have to ha take a vow of poverty to really better experience God. Now he says, he, he says, that's not true. You've got to reject that idea, right? And, and so this is, I put the, these notes in here, right? Think about it for a minute. Why would an almighty God want you to be poor and to struggle? Why would, if, if there was is a God, let's say there, let's say, you know, let's, let's argue that there is, why would he want you to be poor, right? To what end, to what end does that make sense to you, right? Just let's critically think here. Why would any higher being care, <laughs> like, like want you to struggle, right? Wouldn't it make more sense that a religion created by man would benefit from that kind of concept? Think about that for a minute, right? To donate all of your money to them where they somehow know how to use that money better than you, right? Oh, you better give. you know what? God wants you to be poor. Why don't you give us all your money and then we'll better distribute it because we, we know what we're doing. You don't. You're just a dumb peasant. Give us your money, be poor, and then you'll better experience God, right? Does that make any sense if you really break it down, if you think about it? Sounds like certain religions, does it? You know, religions with required tithing. Now, most, I would say most religions, um, you know, that do have required tithing, it's not that bad, right? It's like 10% of your income. They're like, we, we demand 10% of your income if you want to be a part of this, you know? That's not necessarily making you poor, and you probably don't even notice that 10%. Okay, you know, but still, but still, like, think about this for a minute, right? Also sounds a little bit like the government, doesn't it? Right? Or at least the Democrats. <laughs> Just give, give the government all your money for their social programs because they know how to spend that money better than you do. You know, does that sound... Does that sound accurate at all? You know, just something to think about. Just something to think about. <laughs>
Oh, Elena. Yes, how are you? I'll rewatch this later today. Yes, at least give it a like, damn it. Okay, something to think about, okay, guys? Just something to think about, not necessarily crapping on your particular religion. I'm just saying this is something to think about, all right? Guys, join the beer club, beer.comeonmanpod.com. had a conversation with legendary porn star Eric Everhart on Sunday, and he wants to give a, a free seminar to the beer club. So on January 7th, I believe is what we decided. Uh, let me look here. Yep, January 7th. It's a Sunday. Eric Everhart, legendary porn star, is giving a free seminar on how to do the sex, how to do the sex right uh, for beer club members. It's going to be an extra meetup on top of our normal monthly hangout. So a uh, free seminar, and then I'm going to record it, also make it available in the, the Telegram group for everybody. But uh, if you guys aren't on Beer Club, it's only 10 bucks a month, and it's a good group of dudes that we get together and just talk about guy stuff, right? It's good for our, our mental health, uh, having good connections with, with other men. And then on top of that now, Eric Everhard, legendary porn star, is going to give us a free free lecture on how to do the sex. <laughs> how, to, how to do the sexy time. Uh, so get on the Beer Club, guys. And then coaching's available. If you guys want one-on-one -on -one coaching, coaching's available at gumroad.comeonmanpod.com. All right. So the next concept is harmonizing purpose, the importance of aligning personal desires and goals with the universal purpose inherent in all of existence. Um, so the stress is the necessity for wanting real life rather than mere sensual pleasure, aligning individual goals with the purpose of all life. Right. And I put in here just my thoughts on this. Right. Not buying crap that you're not going to use right? Don't buy crap that you won't use. It's more about getting things you will use to better your experience in life and to enrich other people's lives. Okay. I like to look at it like it's better to spend money or better to spend money on memories than useless bullshit. You know, have you ever, like when I was going, when I was first reading total money makeover by Dave Ramsey, I was like, I went and looked at my garage one day. And uh, this was at my my last house, and I had a really small garage, and it was just full, right? Just full, and I had all these boxes in the garage of stuff from when I moved back to Colorado that had been there for like three or four years, still in the boxes from the move. And I'm like, I clearly don't use any of this crap, you know? There's a like it's all in boxes still. Have you guys, do you guys have that? Do you guys have like the last time you moved was like several years ago and you still have boxes from that move just sitting in your garage because you don't use that stuff. If you used it, it wouldn't be in the box, would it? So I was just looking at, it. I just had all this crap in my garage. I was like, man, all this used to be money. All this, I, I could have spent that money on like a trip somewhere that I'll never forget and have like a really fun experience. But I bought this crap instead that I'm not using. Like what a waste of money and resources, you know? So after I, after that, I realized, man, I, I need to better be, be more conscious of the things I buy. And I often now, um, if I get an impulse to buy something, I'm like, do I need this? Will I use this? Will this, you know, will this get used in, in like, you know, within a year or two or whatever, uh, or is it going to end up on a shelf somewhere collecting dust? Usually it's like, if I'm not going to use it, I don't buy it, right? For Christmas, Christmas is coming up. I'd much rather take Nurse Chick 
uh, on a trip to Glenwood and visit Iron Mountain Hot Springs than buy her a necklace or something. You know, I don't know if she would rather have a necklace, <laughs> but, uh, but I, that's what I, I'd much rather have an ex a fun experience with nurse chick than, you know, her buying me a gift that, you know, I may or may not use. Right. So the experience is something nobody could take from us either. If we, if we go and have an experience and go travel and go do something like no one could ever take that from you. You know, the only thing that could possibly take that from you is like, if you get dementia and you like, you lose that memory, but you still had the experience at some point. Right. <laughs> but like a, a, a necklace could be lost or stolen. You know what I mean? Like someone could take that from us. Something to think about. Uh, hot springs, uh, hot springs, please. <laughs> oh man. What do we say here? Lame joke incoming. I hear there's a shortage of male porn star porn actors in Japan. I wonder how I can apply. <laughs> oh man. Let's see here. I don't know. I don't understand the joke. I don't maybe explain the joke. Uh, is there a shortage of, of male porn actors in Japan? I don't, I don't understand the joke. Anyway, the functions of life. This is the next concept. Life is the performance of function in physical, mental, and spiritual realms. And true richness involves the holistic expression of these functions. So he talks in, the, he's, he talks about, you can't just live for intellect. You can't just live for one thing or the other. You know what I mean? You can't, if let's say you do want to get rich and you are working, you know, 70, 80 hour work weeks to make all this money and you never use that money. Why are you even doing it? You know, so you can't just live for work to acquire those riches. Like the riches are meant to be used. Okay. Now I, I would argue, use those riches smartly, right? For me, uh, Buying something like a Ferrari makes no damn sense, right? Cars lose value as soon as you pull them off the lot. There's, It's dumb to do that. Like, I'd much rather buy a slightly used car, you know, like a like a Toyota or something. Because Toyotas run forever. I don't, I don't care if you like American cars better. American cars suck. <laughs> Japanese cars literally run up to like 300,000 miles, okay? They, they never break down. Or they rarely break down. You can run those sons of bitches forever. Um, so I'd much rather spend my money smartly, but the, still, the money's it, it's there for you to use. You know what I mean? Uh, he also says you can't just live for intellect, too, right? So don't just don't just read the books that I talk about uh, and then not apply the information, right? And a lot of guys do this. It, it, they get hooked on like self help books. And they're, they're just like, oh, I'm going to read that book next. I'm going to read that book next. I'm going to read that book next. Like, yeah, that's good. It's good to learn that stuff. But it, but if you're not applying that information in your life, why are you doing it? It's mental masturbation at that point, right? So you can't just live for reading more books. You have to take that information that you're learning and apply it in your life to better your life. That's why it's self-help. Like, you got to help yourself. You guys get what I'm saying. The next concept is altruism and selfishness. And he says the rejection of extreme altruism or extreme selfishness, um, emphasizing that both are mistakes and the focus should be on making the most of oneself, right? So he says, it's okay to give to others, right? He's not saying don't do that, you know, not 
don't give to your church. Don't give to homeless people. Don't give, you know, to whatever cause you want to give to. But that's only a part of life, he argues, right? Don't give up everything for other people. You know what I mean? Don't kill yourself for other people. Help them, but, you know, you have to, you have to help yourself too, okay? So he says, solely living for, for others at your own detriment is not fully enjoying or experiencing your own life. It's not better or nobler than extreme selfishness. Both are mistakes, he says. Okay. So if you're extremely selfish and you don't give to anybody, that's also a mistake, right? If you don't, if you're just living for yourself, that's a mistake too, he says, right? He says that God will give you no favor by sacrificing yourself for others. Now, this is very red pill if you think about it, right? You have to be your own mental point of origin. Okay. Being your own mental point of origin doesn't mean that you can't help others. It just means that you need to focus on doing what's best for you first. And if you do that, right, you, you'll tend to be in a better position to help others out. If you make uh, the most of yourself first, right. It's like the, the, the analogy of being on an airplane and putting on the oxygen mask first. Okay. You can't help other people if you're passed out. So um, make yourself your own mental point of origin and then, and then you'll be in a better position to help other people. You see what I'm saying? Very, very red pill concept. <laughs> John says the blurring is why I never got into porn. You, you're like, I don't want to, I don't, don't, don't be blurring my stuff out. <laughs> oh man. Please look at my stuff. Look at, look at it. Look at my junk. <laughs> That's what John's saying. Okay, we're getting off topic here. Okay, so the next concept is creation versus competition. The idea that individuals should aim to be creators rather than competitors emphasizes the abundance of resources and the need to rise above comp com uh, competitive thinking. Um, That's really, actually, this is kind of a side topic, but if you read, if you read the Divine Matrix, there a lot of there's a lot of rejection now in the scientific community of of uh darwin's darwin's theories right survival of the fittest the survival of the fittest concept uh really doesn't stand up to scrutiny uh a lot right not to say that you know species don't evolve but uh, it's not necessarily based on competition and natural selection is what a lot of scientists are thinking now. And they think that it, there, there's some now that believe that it's more about um, what, what is it? What, what's the word here? It, it's, it's more about um, working together that actually causes species to, to thrive. And um, I don't know. I don't, I can't remember what the, the term is that they're, they're, they're using for that, but uh, that's what they're saying now. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a evolutionary uh, scientist. So I don't know <laughs> the hell do I know? Anyways, he says that creation will make things for you, uh, but it won't do so by taking things away from other people. It won't, like, if you want something, right. If you're putting out an intention of getting rich at the expense of other people, it won't do it. 
the, the universe won't do it. Universal law won't let you get rich at the expense of someone else. Okay. It's got to be a mutual benefit. So this reminds me of uh, dating coaches. This reminds me of dating coaches, right? That teach abundance mindset when it comes to women, but don't think abundance when it comes to clients. All right. Um, they get really competitive. There's certain dating coaches that they, they won't even talk to other dating coaches. They won't even uh, recommend another dating coach, right? If they have a, a podcast, they won't have other dating coaches on because that, that might, that might steal away from their pool of, of potential clients. Right. And it's like, bro, how, how do you teach that there's an abundance of women, but not also believe that there's a, an abundance of clients? That's, that's, that's counterintuitive, <laughs> right? That doesn't, that, that doesn't make sense. It, do, it, do, it doesn't jive. Right. Um, so I don't have that mindset. I've never had that mindset, right? I love working with other coaches and having other coaches on my show because I just want to help men. And there's 4 billion dudes out there. There's 4 billion dudes out there. Most 97% of dudes don't have any fucking game. So why, why would I be like, oh, no, no, I need all 4 billion of those guys. They all need to come to me. Some of my shit might not resonate with you, right? Maybe, uh, you know, I had Mark Singh on the podcast a week or two ago. Maybe he resonates with you better. You know, I just want to help dudes. So having him on the show and, and, and giving his point of view on the dating circuit, like maybe that resonates better with somebody. There was things in how to be a 3% man uh, by Corey Wayne that didn't work for me. His, his, his concepts didn't work for me, but Dr. Robert Glover's worked better or Christopher Canwell's worked better. That's why I have a Holy Trinity of books, right? So those three guys that I missed meshed together and, uh, and then also, you know, Rolo and Alan Roger Curry and all that stuff. If you guys, if you guys read the dating and spending place chapter, I dude, I source so many different things into, into one clear concept that it's, it, it blows my own mind and I'm not trying to toot my own horn horn here, but it's like, you see, like you see Alan Roger Curry in there. You see, uh, my friend, Benny Lichtenwalder in there. You see Rolo in there. You see uh, Thor and dominant masculine presence in there. You know, I it's everything that I've learned over the years and I've smashed it all together into a, a linear thing that, you know, that you can apply. But it's not just one guy that I that influenced me. You see what I'm saying? So I don't have that concept, right? There's 4 billion dudes out there. Plenty to go around. Now he talks about creator versus a competitor. And this is a mindset you have to have, right? By getting what you want in this way, you'll not only get what you want, but you'll help others to get what they want too, right? And everyone will benefit with this. Hey, Luis. Yeah, I let me know what you think of the book, man. I hope you like it. So then the next concept here is uh, multimillionaires in evolution. Acknowledging the role of wealthy individuals. He talks about Rockefeller, Carnegie, Morgan. Uh, in the evolutionary process, but emphasizing the transient nature of riches acquired through competition. If you read the book, um, which I started reading, I'm like reading multiple books now at the same time. I'm, I don't know how I'm keeping up with all this stuff, but I just have so many goddamn books that I'm like, I have to start reading multiple books at a time <laughs> just to keep up with this stuff. So I'm reading uh, You Were Born Rich by Bob Proctor. And he talks a lot about the wealthy men from the turn of the century, which is where, you know, books like think and grow rich. They talk about Carnegie and, and um, you know, all these other guys, 
you know, Marconi and all that stuff. And, um, and so, so this book talks about these guys too, but Bob Proctor says that, uh, many of those guys that they talked about that were wealthy from the turn of the century, uh, they either died penniless or they ended up unaliving themselves, which is an interesting, interesting thing to find out. Right. And he, and Proctor argues that those men were just really not ready to receive those riches. And I talk about this in my book, uh, in order to be ready to receive whatever you want in life, you have to be prepared for it. Um, I learned from Dr. David Snyder. Uh, if you guys, uh, He's like an NLP, like master. Uh, his his YouTube videos are fascinating. And one of the things that I learned, a concept I learned from him is that you can, you can have anything you want in this world, right? You can attract anything you want in this world, but you must first become the type of person for which would attract those things, right? That would attract those things. If you want to date, you know, uh, Instagram models, you have to be the kind of guy that would attract Instagram models, you know? So... In my book, I talk about, you know, if you win the lottery, you have millions. Um, or let, let's say you, if you, if you want to win the lottery, uh, have millions and keep it, you have to be ready for it, right? Most lottery winners lose it all within a few years. It's a fact. Most lottery winners win millions of dollars and they blow it in like three years, okay? So how does one become ready, right? One, one way... And I talk about in my book is, well, you study what millionaires do. How do how do millionaires keep that money? How do you know? And and the funny thing is, is like when you study what you know what millionaires do and millionaire mindset, then you start sort of leading yourself down a path of how did they acquire that money in the first place, and then you start applying that stuff, and then you start acquiring your money. See how that works? It's not magic. <laughs> you see, see what I'm saying? But once you become ready for it by studying what millionaires do, you become a millionaire and then you also know how to keep it now. You know, you've become ready to receive it. You see what I'm saying? But if you're not ready, if someone just gives you millions of dollars, and you're not ready to receive it. It'll be gone. It'll be gone in a couple of years. You'll, you won't know how to manage that money. Um, he talks about limitless riches. And that's the belief uh, in the limitless supply of ritualist and formless substance, right? Encouraging individuals to focus on the abundance of resources and opportunities rather than limitations. Um, and he asserts that there are countless millions of dollars worth of gold yet to be discovered, emphasizing the abundance of resources. Funny thing is, like at the at the when this book was written, you know, the money was like uh, the, the the dollars dollars were tied to like gold and silver, you know, <laughs> so. Now they just print money, guys. They just literally print it out of thin air. It's even easier now, but that's why we have uh, the inflation problem that we have. Um, <laughs> so he says, focus on limit limitless riches and formless substance rather than visible supply, promoting a mindset of abundance. And and really, this comes down to belief and faith. You know, so I, after reading this book, a lot of people they they talk about like you know. Uh, oil and fossil fuels. And now they actually are believing that uh, those fuels like oil and stuff like that didn't actually come from fossils, right? It's just like a naturally occurring substance in the earth that there's, there's new, if you go, if you go do your research, there's new, new uh, thoughts on this. 
Well, if that's the case, it's a naturally occurring thing in the earth. Uh, is it really a limitless or a limited resource or do, is it, is it, is it unlimited? You know, some might argue, no, no, no. It's definitely a limited resource. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. I don't know. I don't know. But if this is true and you can form whatever you need out of formless substance, then it's not, it's not limited, is it? If everything is made out of the same substance, which it is, right? Everything, if, 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 if you truly believe in the Big Bang Theory and everything started with, with a particle the size of the end of this pen here and it blew up outward, everything's literally made out of that, that initial bit of, of substance. Well, then the oil in the ground is made out of the same shit. And if everything's coming into form, you know, going out of form and going through form, why couldn't it be created again? I don't know. Something to think about. But basically, you got to reject the idea that supply is limited. Okay. Just believing in lack and limitation will keep you where you're at. You've got to believe in the in, in possibility. And the funny thing is, is the more you believe in, in the possibilities and what you want and being able to achieve it and that there is abundance in all things, not just, you know, women or whatever if you believe there's abundance of riches out there you're more likely to have those things okay and then they um and then he ends with the concept that is repeated throughout the book and i talked I, I mentioned it in the last chapter too right but the concept that there is a thinking stuff from which all things are made and which in its original state permeates, penetrates, and fills the inner spaces of the universe. A thought in the substance produces the thing that is imaged by the thought. Man can form things in this thought and by impressing his thought upon formless substance can cause the thing he thinks about to be created. That is going to literally be in every chapter going forward. All right. You also read multiple books at a time. You know, it's funny. I never did before. But then I, I started thinking, well, dude, you watch multiple TV shows at a time. Why can't you read multiple books at a time and keep that track? And it turns out you can. It's actually not that hard. I'm like, oh, hmm. it's like spinning plates. Weird. But with books. <laughs> Buy a yatch? Or do you mean a yacht? I think you mean a yacht. I'm not buying a yacht. If you want to throw your money in the trash, buy a yacht. <laughs> Those things are money pits. That's at least that's what I've heard. At least that's what I've heard. It's much better to just rent a boat for a day, you know, go out on someone else's boat. That's that's I think that's much money, uh, money better, better spent. All right, guys, that's all I got. That's chapter five. I hope you guys liked it. Um, definitely read this book, though. It, it, it'll make more sense to you if you're going through it with me and we're talking about this stuff, uh, be sure to tune in on Friday. We're going to be talking about the four types of women you will find on the dating circuit. I talk about it in my book. Okay. It's basically four types of women. I got this idea cause I'm listening to, I'm listening to uh, practical female psychology right now. And they're talking about the different types of women out there. And man, they really complicate the shit out of it. They're like, Oh, there's women with high self-esteem and low self-esteem and high sex drive and low self sex drive. And, and then they're, they're, they're piecing it all together. Oh, if you have a girl with high sex drive, but low self-esteem, it's blah, blah, blah. And if you have, it's like, bro, you are really overcomplicating it. I much rather prefer Alan Roger Curry's, you know, 
uh, that there's four types of women. We're going to talk about that on Friday. It's much easier to figure out. <laughs> and uh, it'll help you navigate uh, dating and the sexual marketplace so much easier once you realize what kind of girl you're dealing with, right? We're going to talk about that on Friday. Um, guys, if you haven't done so already, please like, subscribe, hit those notifications. Thanks for everybody that sounded off in the live chat. I appreciate you. That helps these go by much smoother. It's it's more like a conversation than it is me just talking to a camera. I did have a guy on on uh, Spotify. You know, he left a, a comment on one of the videos. He's like, when you're talking to the people in the audience, that really just takes me out of it. Don't listen then, bro. I don't know what to tell you, but this is a live stream. Maybe tune into a live stream and participate. That, that'll make it more, make, make it make sense for you. Uh, thanks to the guys that sent super chats. I appreciate it. Follow me on social media. The links are in the description. Get on the email list, list.comeonmanpod.com. You get a bunch of freebies. Get the book, guys. Books.comeonmanpod.com will take you to my author's page on Amazon. And from there, you can select whatever book you want. There's uh, the standard edition, right? That's your best value. Um, there's Kindle edition. There's the special edition, which has explosions and dinosaurs and stuff on it for no reason. And then there's a hardcover, which uh, Amazon, honestly, um, you can get the hardcover edition uh, a little bit cheaper through me normally because it's priced pretty high. But for whatever reason, Amazon has a, a discount right now on the hardcover. So um, if you just want to get the hardcover from Amazon, go ahead and get it. It's it's actually you know as affordable as, as it's going to get. Check out the Practical Law of Attraction course. I break all these concepts down into more practical concepts uh, that takes all the spirituality out of it, all the woo-woo, all of the quantum theory and stuff like that. Get, get rid of all that chick crack. And, and keep it very practical in my practical law of attraction course. Join the beer club, guys. Eric Everhart's going to give a free uh, seminar here in January for beer club members. It's only ten bucks a month, and it's a good group of dudes. We, you know, we meet up, we hang out once a month, and then we have a pretty active Telegram community as well. And then finally, coaching's available at Gumroad.comeonmanpod.com. We have anything else here? In the, okay, no more super chats. All right, guys, we will see you on Friday. This has been the Come On Man podcast. Now, go out and get it.